the mindset needs to be, we're providing an opportunity to invest in cash flowing multifamily real estate in my, my instance. Right. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing excellent, man. We're, uh, we're in the middle, my wife and I are in the middle of planning like our summer uh, camping trips. We like to camp a lot and holy cow, everything is so booked out already this year. It's crazy. Usually we are planning like right about between like now and, and, you know, mid April, we can't find anything. I think COVID like has shaken everybody to go outside and actually be in, in nature a little bit. So man, we should have been planning a month or two ago. Because <laughs> it's this is cra it's crazy we can't find anything but anyways we found a couple spots we're gonna enjoy ourselves out in Yellowstone and Grand Tetons for uh, a couple of weeks and we got some local camping that we'll be doing so nice uh, that's that's what I that's what I've been focusing some of my uh, at least this weekend that's what I was focusing my energy on yeah my wife and I we have a cabin reserved for July up uh, on the shore of Lake Superior everybody said look we're we're just like we got to get out. I think everybody bought a camper or a tent or whatever. And, and now everybody's, a, uh, you know, that's, they're an outdoors person <laughs> for at least for this year. We'll see. I think that'll go away. Yeah. I think people will revert back to their normal eventually, but you never know. I mean, it's probably going to capture some people that are like, wow, I can't believe I never did that before. So you're probably going to add some people, but you know, yeah. it's all, good. it's all good. As long as people take care of it, that's what matters the most, you know, that good year to so, own a campground, a great year to own a campground. Yes. Um, man, I, I actually looked at buying a couple campgrounds in the past and I never did. Uh, but wow, the, now would be a great time to be owning one. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. So what are we, what are we talking about today? Last week? Uh, well, you, you, I guess what, you last remember week, better than me. So it's all good. Yeah. Last week we, uh, we talked about building a team for investing in multifamily properties. And uh, today we're going to be talking about raising capital that you need, uh, you know, for those properties. And then next week we're going to plan on talking about underwriting the deals that you find. Yeah. So as I said too, there's, there's really no right or wrong uh, way to be started thinking about this, right? We need to be building our team. We need to be raising capital and we need to be uh, underwriting deals and we kind of need to be doing them simultaneously. It's good to practice uh, on underwriting. Uh, it's good to be talking with investors and it's good to be talking to your team. So you money, the money raising should start fairly quickly uh, because you don't want to get that first deal and not be able to raise the money. You can't expect the deal to find the money. Okay. You're thinking about it the wrong way. Investors for the most part are investing based on the sponsor. Do they want a good deal? Yeah. Are they looking for a property that makes sense? Yeah. If you bring them a property that's garbage, are they going to invest just because they like you? Probably not, but you don't have to have the best deal in the world to find investors. 
So that's something to keep in mind. And actually what I like to do for my investors is just try, try to keep expectations real, right? I try to make sure I'm keeping the expectations low. Matt, you and I were talking about a property uh, earlier that I'm trying to lower expectations on because I don't want my investors to be expecting such high returns. I feel like the property will produce really high returns. But if I show those to my investors, if I show my investors, let's just say I've got a property and I think, wow, this thing is going to produce a 25% IRR. Okay. So it's going to double its money in just a matter of, you know, let's call it three to four years even. Okay. And I show that to my investors. I mean, they get all excited about that. And then what happens when a couple things go wrong and now we produce a, you know, 16% internal rate of return. I doubled their money, but it took me, you know, five and a half to six years. They're going to be disappointed when in fact they should be excited. Like that's still a great return, right? That's still a really good return. So had I just dulled my numbers down, kept my expectations lower, then we all would have been happy in the end, right? But since I got them so excited with these big, massive returns, and it didn't happen, then they're disappointed. Yeah, conservative underwriting is where it's at. Um, yeah, and, and conservative expectations, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's important. So, so um, you know, we got to get that money in the door. And there's obviously there's raising money, and then there's using your own money, and there's also getting money from lenders. Okay. So first thing you're going to want lenders on your team, right? So they're going to give you a good portion of the money. So let's say they give you 75% of the purchase price. Okay. Now you're going to have to figure out, okay, how do I get the rest of that money? How do I get the 25% down payment? How do I pay for the closing costs? How do I pay for the inspection fees? How do I pay for the reserve account that I want up front? And how do I pay for those repairs that I'm going to have to put into the property? So we add that all up and maybe we come up with, we need to, we need $2 million to buy this, you know, 75 unit property. How do we come up with $2 million? Okay. I, I just was listening to Ken McElroy and I thought this was uh, really good. He said, um, people that use their own money are lazy hmm. to, to buy real estate. People who use their own money to buy real estate are lazy. And I thought, Oh, that's interesting. An interesting take on it. Um, I don't necessarily agree a hundred percent with it, but at the same time, uh, you know, you need to look at raising money in my opinion, if you're going to grow and expand in this business. Yeah. I think when I was only using my own money for investments, I think it was more of fear. You know, I, I was afraid of like the complications that could arise from working with other partners or, or using other people's money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then a lot of people are, and I get it. It is simpler if it's definitely simpler if you only used your own money, right? You're, you've got, you're bringing on some complications because now you've got partners. And so you've got people that you actually have to be accountable to, right? You've got investors now and they're holding you accountable and you need to make sure you're accountable, right? Because it's their money. You have to take care of it. So it's definitely bringing on another layer of complexity 
for sure, for sure. So I'm curious, how do you approach people? Uh, you know, if uh, let's pretend like I'm a high network or net worth individual, uh, how would you approach me to see if I'd be interested in uh, investing with you? Well, so here, here's what I think we need to be thinking about. So I think it starts, it starts with the mindset, right? So your mindset has to be, we're offering something of value, right? So we're solving a problem. The mindset needs to be, we're providing an opportunity to invest in cash flowing multifamily real estate in my, my instance, right? So I've got this cash flowing multifamily real estate. If I've got this great investment and I'm super excited about it, I want to get this deal done. I want to get it across the table. And maybe I even have the $2 million sitting in my account. It's selfish for me to take that deal down myself because I don't provide anybody else opportunity, right? And it's also, in my opinion, lazy, as Ken said, because in, if I have $2 million in my account, why would I go buy, instead of one property, why wouldn't I go buy 20 properties, 15 properties, use some of that money for each property, right? So I take $200,000 and put it into the property instead of 2 million, or I even take 500,000 instead of 2 million, put it into that property. Now I can buy multiple properties with that money and I can bring on investors to invest alongside me. And I'm providing them an opportunity, right? An opportunity to invest in cash flowing multifamily real estate, which again, if I'm investing in, I firmly believe in it. I'm excited about it. So I'm giving them what I have as well. I'm sharing with them. Okay? I'm solving their problem as well. They've got likely, if they're a high net worth individual, they've got a problem. That problem is they're trying to look for a, a nice home for their money. Okay. They're trying to look for a home for their money that provides them you know, good risk adjusted return, right? And real estate, multifamily especially is one of the best risk adjusted, risk adjusted return investments out there. So that's where it starts with. This is the mindset. If you're in the mindset of, I got to find money. I got to find who, I got to find an investor. I got to find investors. I got to find money. I've got to, I've got to ask for money. Oh, I don't want to ask for money. I hate asking for money. I hate be feeling like a sleazy salesperson. Oh, I just don't want to ask my relatives. You're coming about it with a totally wrong mindset. Like if that's your mindset, then you've got a crappy investment and you don't believe in what you're doing right? So believe in what you're doing or don't do it and have the mindset that you're providing opportunity for people. Yeah, that's the same thing. I, I think I heard it first from Holly Williams, uh, essentially that raising capital is not selling. It's just offering opportunities and finding yeah. the people that are open to uh, the opportunities that you have to give them. Right. And, and educating them, right? You need to make sure that people are educated. And, and if they aren't, um, you know, do your job to educate them. And quite frankly, I mean, it's not for everybody. Everybody doesn't want to invest in your deal, or maybe it's not even that they don't want to invest in your deal. It's just not a right time for them. I'm not pushy. I don't care. I mean, look, if you want to invest great, if you don't, you know, 
that's okay. I provided you the opportunity. I presented it to you and, and I believe in it. I'm not selling you on it. Um, so if you don't want to be a part of it, it's okay. And there's, there's people that are, are fairly pushy on it and they do well and raise a lot of money. So you got to decide what your strategy is just for me. I, I just, I don't love, um, selling people on, on that. Right. So I'd rather just them invest if that's an opportunity they want to take advantage of. Hey, real quick. I just want to let you know about the multifamily challenge that we got going on. It's a five day multifamily challenge on how to get an offer and, uh, quickly, right? So we're going to teach you in five days, five one-hour sessions. We're going to go through the steps and the process to get there. So go to mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com. You can sign up. It's free. If you want the VIP, there's a bunch of things that we'll give away too. You got to, you, gotta, you do have to pay for that, but hey, it's going to be well worth it. Again, you can get in for free. We're going to teach you how to get that offer across the table, get the LOI in uh, all the steps. So Ellis Hammond and I, Ellis was episode 316. Check, check out his episode. And we're going to be doing this next week. So sign up now at mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com and get in there. We're, uh, we're doing it next week and it's going to be awesome. So hope to see you there. Once you've got your mindset in the right place of offering opportunities, uh, then how do you approach people? Well, um, you know, so first things first, you've got your friends, family, acquaintance, uh, network, and that's who you need to work first, right? So those are the people that are the closest to you. Those are the people that hope, hopefully you care about the most. Um, and you want to provide opportunity to, right? So those are who you want to kind of approach first. They already know you. They feel comfortable with you. They get what you're doing. Uh, so, so approach them. And there's many different ways you can approach them. So it's up to you how, how you want to do it. Uh, you can, as simple as just write an email, you can, you can form like a MailChimp or a Constant Contacts or, you know, one of those accounts, put all your contacts in there uh, and send them a, a newsletter. Uh, hey, you know, this is my new kind of adventure that I'm doing or, or whatever, or, Hey, you, you guys know, I've been in real estate already for, you know, seven years, but I'm transitioning now to be a multifamily uh, syndicator. What does that mean? What does that do? Have an article for them, right? Explain why multifamily is so awesome and explain what syndication is. Cause quite frankly, a lot of people have no clue, even very wealthy people have no clue what multifamily syndication is. They've maybe heard kind of about, you know, pooling money together to buy apartments, but they've never really heard about it. They don't know what it's all about. Nobody's explained it to them. So, you know, educate people. So get them on your list and educate them. Send them that newsletter, that introduction newsletter. Um, and then always have a place for them to be able to schedule a call for you. So I use Calendly. Um, you can use, there's all kinds of other, you know, calendar kind of organization links where people can just click on something to schedule a time with you. So, hey, you know, if you're interested in this or if you know anybody, here's my uh, calendar link. You can definitely schedule a time with me. Okay, so 
I think that's huge. And I always provide that opportunity every time on my emails. It's like kind of a little, little, um, smaller print at the bottom of the email every time. And, and it might be sprinkled in throughout the email too. Like I might just be talking in the email and saying, and all of a sudden have somewhere in there to say, feel free to schedule a call with me and have a link embedded in it. So that's one way. The other way, of course, is to call people, have coffee with them, take them to lunch. That's going to take you a lot longer, but that's a lot more personal and it's going to get a, even better results, you know, especially those who you maybe want to catch up to anyway. You haven't talked to them for a while. Hey, I'd love to catch up to you and just put it in the conversation. You, again, you don't have to push it down people's throats, but you can just talk to them about it. Uh, so I think that's what everybody needs to start with is their own natural network. What I, what I would say too is look at all your contacts, friends, family, acquaintances, write them down, write down the ones who you say have a possibility and potential interest in investing in real estate. What's my minimum? How much do I want people to invest? Is it, is it 30,000? Is it 50,000? Is it a hundred thousand? Okay. For me, it's $50,000. Okay. When I first started, it was 25,000. So I, and I will talk about why it's, why you want to have a minimum and why your minimum should be a, a decent size number. But if my minimums, let's say $25,000, I'm just going to look at my list. And I'm going to go, does that person have a chance, even a chance to invest $25,000? If I go look, Aunt, Aunt uh, Betty, she can't even pay her rent. Like she's missed the last three months of rent. She's going to get evicted. Well, probably don't put her down, right? Because she likely doesn't have the money. Now, maybe you say, look, I want to, because I think Aunt Betty's going to do some great things. And I, or I really want Aunt Betty just to be a part of my emails, right? But you can't expect her to invest in your deals if she can't pay rent, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to take my list. And I, I, I want to take and get all those names in. Your friends and family will invest at a pretty high rate. So if, if you say I've got 50 people that I think will hit that 25, could hit that $25,000 minimum, you probably have 20 of them that will actually invest. After you've done that, where you've approached your, uh, you know, close contacts, your friends, family, acquaintances, uh, how do you find investors outside of that circle? Yep. Yep. So great question. And, and, First, make sure you're continuing to connect with the friends, family. Uh, don't just assume that since they're close to you, that they're going to invest with you. Continue to send them monthly newsletters, update them. Do, do have coffee and lunch with them. Do invite them to any places, you, you know, if you have a meetup or anything like that. So make sure you're still continuing to connect with them. How do we find new people? That's where it gets a little more difficult, right? So you need to figure out who you speak to. Okay. What type of person are you? Do you speak to the engineer? Do you speak to the doctor? Do you speak to the lawyer? Um, you know, who do you speak to? You, you, you definitely have, everybody has a certain personality. Everybody has a certain network. 
Okay. So who's your network and who do you speak to and then speak to them. Right. So, you know, if, if you are, if you are already a doctor or you work in the medical field, somehow that's who you're speaking to. That's who you should get to know. You should attend events that and, and charity events and stuff like that, that people in that industry are, are attending. You should, um, you know, become part of a, a board or, you know, a, a group that's in that industry, in that field. And you should be speaking directly to them in all of your kind of marketing. And yes, we are marketing. Okay, even though I said you're not selling, right? You're providing opportunity. You're still marketing. You still have to get your name out there. So when I send my newsletter, newsletters, especially that group, and you can have multiple newsletters if you want. It's harder to manage, but you could have multiple newsletters. But I'm going to be catering towards, you know, let's if again, if it's in the medical field, I'm going to be catering towards people in the medical field. I'm going to be talking about their problems, right? I'm going to be bringing up current events that are going on and I'm going to sprinkle in real estate along with it and how real estate benefits some of those current things that are going on, some of their problems that are happening. Okay. So I'm going to make sure that they understand. Again, if I got an engineer, we're going to talk a lot, probably more about numbers than we would if we've got a doctor because doctors aren't about numbers. Not that they're not smart enough to know numbers, but an engineer, that's what they think about. So we want to have a lot of statistics if we're talking to engineers, right? We want, we always want stories. That's important. Uh, but we have to understand our audience. So I think that's, that's really a key factor to know who our audience is and then make sure you're getting into their events. A lot of investors want to go just to real estate events. And that's okay. I've gotten a lot of investors through real estate vets, but if you want to get your own unique tribe, your own unique group of investors, you've got to be industry focused. You've got to be personality focused. You've got to understand their problems and you've got to figure out how do you, how do you get in there and solve their problems? Okay. The other way, of course, like I said, you can get into these um, real estate events go to meetups, go to conferences, um, talk to people, network with them, let them know what you're doing. Get a speaking event if you can. Be the, be the speaker in front of those groups. Uh, you'll get a lot of investors through that. Uh, speak at, on podcasts. Start your own podcast. Uh, start your own blog, Right be a thought leader in some way, shape or form, write a book. Okay. Matt, you know, anybody who's written a book? Yeah, I have. Oh, book about real estate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I think you got to become a thought leader and, and by being a thought leader, you're doing, you're doing two things. First of all, you're educating your current network, right? You're making them, understand what's going on. They get smarter and smarter and they want to invest more and more. And then you're gaining new investors. Okay. So people are seeing you. They're, they're seeing you post on social media. They're seeing that you're posting good stuff. I always post good stuff and I always post positive things uh, or, or, or post don't, don't demean people. I should say, don't like, 
argue and fight on social media. I think that's more damaging. Um, but you know, join those groups and, and, um, you're, you're going to see that your network will definitely grow. And once you've you know, attracted people to you and they schedule a call with you, uh, how does that call go? Well, yeah. So that's really important. What you just said there though, too, Matt, I mean, we gotta, we gotta track them. That's one thing we've got to somehow capture them too and get them to actually reach out to us. And that's really important. And so I want to always have an easy way for them to get a hold of me. They can go to my website and right on my website, I've got a, I've got an ebook that people can download automatically gives me their email address. Now they're on my email list and I'm sending them my communication. Now, some people will just unsubscribe right away and, and that's fine. They, they, they're welcome to do it, but at least I got them on my email list. So if they look at it and they read it and they're like, oh, this is interesting stuff. They've got a way to reach out to me immediately. And, and that way that we can schedule a call. And then when we schedule a call, you know, we're going to, I try to focus a lot on them and let them ask the questions to me. So I want to, I want to know about what their reasoning for investing is and what they're looking for, and then let them ask questions about my company uh, versus me just talking directly at them. Uh, all right. So I don't think I answered a question. What was your question? Uh, how is the conversation going to go when uh, somebody actually schedules a call with you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I guess it kind of did, you know, again, I want to focus on them. I want to ask them, you know, why they're looking at investing in multifamily real estate. I want to ask them if they're accredited or non-accredited to me, that's really important. Even if I work with non-accredited investors, I need to know that. Um, I want to know what they do for a living. I want to know if they've got wife and kids or husband and kids. Uh, I want to know, um, you know, about a little bit about their family and, I want to know about what they do for work. I want to know where they live. Uh, a lot of times I'll ask them, you know, what do they do for fun too? Uh, try to get to know them a little bit more. And, uh, you know, again, what are their ultimate goals? And then of course, open it up for hey, what kind of questions do you have for me uh, and be prepared for them to ask all kinds of questions. Um, what sort of questions are common? There's so many random questions, uh, but, you know, I, I would say the most, you know, the most, most questions you're talking about asking you, you know, very simple, like, what are your splits? What do you, what kind of returns are you expecting? Um, you know, uh, is it a five-year hold or what kind of hold period? You know, kind of the basics. Try to have answers that are not basic. Try to have explanations behind it. Because look, there a lot of these people might talk to 10 different people. And if you answer the same way as all 10 other people answered, you're just going to be one of the 10. And you won't matter. You won't stick out. But if you answer the question differently than everybody else, if you explain yourself differently, if you have... Again, understanding your investment criteria, understanding what you're doing is really important to then answer the question honestly, right? So when they ask about return expectations, you can say, well, look, everybody's kind of got very similar return expectations, but here's why we're different, right? 
we do X, Y, and Z. We do this. For me, I'm more of a impact investor, right? And so people who are attracted to me want to make impact. We want to make money, but we also want to make impact, right? They're not going to be attracted if they don't, if, they, if that's not on their mind, if they're only focused on money, somebody else is probably a better fit for them. But if they're focused on both, I probably speak well to them. And that's what I make sure I speak about. I make sure they know that about me. Because if they don't, again, why do I stand out? I don't stand out. Yeah, great advice. I, I really like that uh, to make yourself stand out above the crowd. I mean, the stories, as you mentioned before, I think that's what really a, a, attracts people to other people is when you have a good story, a good uh, description of of why uh, you, you do five-year holds or, or, or have certain um, uh, splits or whatnot. Uh, Your job is to get these people to know you and to feel comfortable with you and to feel like your friend or, you know, uh, uh, know, acquainted, somebody they can trust within a very short period of time, right? So you've got to do your job to make them feel comfortable and confident in what you can do. Yeah, I I love that book, uh, Build a Story Brand which really lays it out of, of how to do that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that's, uh, that's all I got. Uh, um, I, I think uh, we've given our listeners a, a good basis uh, unless you have anything else as well. No, I think start now, right? Don't, don't wait to start raising money. Start now, start right away. If you're, if you know there's any possibility that you you're going to be raising funds, which I think you should uh, it, it, as long as you're, honest and trustworthy, <laughs> I'm going to do things ethically and morally, um, then I think it's a good idea to raise money for your business and, and, and include other people into it. Uh, so start now, start having those conversations. And again, it's about how you're positioning your mindset. I think that's going to make you be successful with it, knowing that you're providing an opportunity or not, you're not selling them on something, providing them an opportunity. And truly, I believe that uh, I think that helps me as an operator too, to be better. Cause if I'm selling something, then when I sell it, I'm done, right? I, I sell it and, and I'm done. But if I'm providing an opportunity, I have to make sure I follow through with that opportunity and actually make sure it's truly the opportunity that I said it was going to be. Excellent. So yeah, man, that, that's all I got though. All right. Well, Hey, have a nice rest of your day and make every day a Saturday. Hey, you stole my line, Matt. That's not fair. (laughs) All right. See you later. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. 
and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.